and welcome to Combat Thoughts. I'm Robbie. I'm Lee. And I'm Alex. We're going to take a deeper look at culture and philosophy behind martial arts. Hello and welcome to episode 62 of Combat Thoughts, also known as the Gulag episode. In this episode, we're talking about politics in relation to, well, sports in general, but obviously we're taking a martial arts uh, angle on it. We're talking about the sorts of politicians who use martial arts and MMA. We're talking about how they use it, why some people do or don't, and uh, why some people decide to attack the sports and try to tear it down. So, I hope you enjoy. For our last episode of Freedom in what I'm going to call the Gulag episode, um, we are talking about um, politics uh, and how it relates to, well, to be fair, I think it's going to be in general how it relates to sport, but obviously we're going to have a more of a focus on um, mixed martial arts and we may as well get straight into it. Um, The one that's quite relevant at the moment and has been big in MMA for the past few years, um, Kadyrov. Um, anyone who doesn't know who's listening, Kadyrov is the dictator of Chechnya. Um, he is and, and has been quite famous for having a lot of photo shoots with um MMA fighters, uh, partly Khabib, who interestingly has actually distanced himself from Kadyrov since uh, leaving the UFC. Um, but not just him. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's pictures of him with Alistair Overeem and all sorts of other people in the meantime. Yeah, there was actually with Kadyrov, there was actually like an event that was held. Uh, I think he was his party or something. And it was like Chris Weidman, um, Frank Mir, um, some of the other like big UFC fighters who weren't, you know, from that end of the world, like Khabib or, um, or Chimaev, they were actually American fighters who also attended those events. So it, it grows just, you know, throughout the UFC, uh, I think, and sport of MMA as a whole, the, the sort of the rel- relation that that person has with fighters. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess what we're... Well, firstly, the fact that those guys went and did it, I really hope that they were uninformed about who Kadarov was because... I think yeah. there's a lot of naivety and I think there's a lot of money in it because you think MMA fighters are not getting paid a lot and mm. it, it appeals to that. Like, if you see the message Kadarov put out to Elon Musk where it was like, come and train with us and you'll learn how to take a punch and bleed and act like a man and all this. There you stuff. go. And it plays into that macho bullshit. But for him, he can do that. He can talk about kind of how Sambo's part of his military training and all that. And it helps that bullshit propaganda thing go of we're the toughest people in the world. Yeah. But then also you've got a load of fighters who don't earn that much money who are relatively to other sports. So you can pay for appearances. You can drag them out to a different side of the world. You think if Chris Wyman gets offered a million dollars to go to a dinner with him, he'll take it and just kind of go oh shit yeah why not yeah yeah i mean i'm in two minds about it i mean partly um partly i get i get it they're quite poor and they might not have been very informed but also i think fully might have to have some standards about um who you take a million dollars from um well dana white got a lot of shit for it when it was happening and he was kind of front and center for the ufc 
and that Dana White got kind of a lot of bad press for it. I've not seen fighters get bad press for it. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, well, it might be partly because Dana White has happened all a lot more recently, and obviously Kadarov's nastiness has um, come out a lot more in the past few years, and a lot more people are quite aware of it. I mean, mm-hmm. you chat to people in the street, and they'll probably know who Kadarov was, or at least you say, oh, the Chechenian guy, and they'll know exactly what he's done uh, what's weird though is that he has all these that he does all these photo shoots i mean it's one thing to really like mma i mean you might like it really personally but obviously as a politician he's making the choice to uh, to put it forwards now i I actually probably should have looked up the political structure there and if he is just a dictator or if he is like voted in by people um mm. but irrespective of that um, you've got to assume it's something to do with him being a a, a, a strong man, political figure, like in the technical sense of a strong man, like you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. authoritarian. Brand, yeah, it's his brand, and it's um, it's not, and, and it's partly to do with this whole militaristic uh, aspect that he has um you know because he is quite militaristic especially in the past few weeks he's been talking about taking over all of europe which is just you know anyway uh he's been t- talking about like having a military invasion of all of europe and taking over but it's also the fact that he's like oh these are strong people these are the fighting champions of the world and i'm with them i feel mm-hmm. like that's the message he's trying to put across yep i know it's, it's popular culture as well isn't it you kind of you solidify your position and it's not just him i think a lot of politicians historically and now still do it where they position themselves with these athletes who are boxing champions mma champions mma fighters to kind of push that narrative that i'm a tough guy i I don't know rule really strongly and powerfully and look all these really powerful people i hang about with it was terrible english but it's that kind of developing your brand and pushing your persona to the wider public by being around these champions and these fighters. It's funny though, the type of people that choose to do it uh, in terms of where they sit on the political spectrum, the type of people they are, the type of thing that they're trying to present. You don't see people from like the green party doing it. <laughs> yeah yeah um i mean i think it's kind of in yeah yeah you can't imagine like um boris johnson uh it, yeah that's the thing though even boris johnson who's not particularly left wing you can't imagine him getting up on a stage of like anthony that's joshua <laughs> yeah yeah i know he is but uh, and this is my point right like even like it's not just right wing there's a certain element of right wing that it's trying to appeal to because trump it is, of it, it it's not center right it's pretty far to the right no, no, where I, people then start to like that and like good do the kind of appearances and show up i actually think i disagree i don't think it's to do with the fact that they're near right or far right i think it's more to do with i mean partly obviously the further like the, the far right people do lean more into that and i mean there was a whole thing with hitler when there was a german uh heavyweight boxing champion of the world also did photo shoots but Trump, for example, I don't think, and, and irrespective of his position on the political spectrum, I don't think his thing was trying to lean into the far right idea mm. because obviously he, yeah. it, and and because Trump did did it in two elements, he wasn't just 
taking pictures with Colby Colvington in the in the Oval Office. Um, it was partly that, and partly like, look, here he is. I'm with it. He's he respects me, and he's the in. Well, the, he wasn't the champion, but he was close enough. It's like, oh, he respects yeah. me. Therefore, I'm, he also turns up to MMA cards. He, he turns up to UFC cards and has a photo shoot there. I don't think Trump's thing is so much about far right. I think Trump's thing is more about working class. Yep, I'm present yep. in that environment of being able exactly. like to gain the popular vote in that regard, to be around I, the people who do who are into it. Yeah, and I think, but then you know, let's say ge- generally people from working class, maybe I, I don't know if that's a, the right assessment because I guess in the UK a lot of working class people would probably vote for Labour, um, which is not a conservative party. Uh, as such so it maybe be a bit different in the uk but i feel like maybe in the us it's likely to be like more conservative people meaning they're more likely to enjoy sports like mma which in a lot of ways is very primitive right let's let's be honest not saying that the people are primitive but it's, it's just a more like human uh let's say prime sport uh, whereas yeah other sports maybe don't have that element so i think that's where it's sort of where, where you're what you're talking about where it links to as well it's quite funny because it's like a, it's like clout chasing isn't it it's trying to get the rub of the popularity of those fighters yeah to then use those people who go oh he's a good bloke he likes colby covington i like colby covington exactly and and but and also in like Khedirov's case is almost like almost whitewashing some of the things that he does it's like oh well you know khabib is a good guy and and he's talking to Khedirov. oh you know yeah oh look there he is in a gi he's oh he trains jiu-jitsu he yeah. doesn't be that bad <laughs> yeah well i mean <laughs> I I actually think that maybe the working class thing is more to do with how boxing especially has fit into society over the past hundred years because it's been one of those things where like music, it's this sort of platform for social mobility, which is kind of a nice thing. It's not really an explanation for why left-leaning people or rather liberal-leaning people don't go for it, but look at boxing over the past hundred years um you know around in the 1940s and the 1950s uh there were a lot of say jewish boxing champions because obviously not in a great situation at the time a lot of them came over to america and were living in much worse conditions um a lot of these guys from much poorer backgrounds were really getting into the sport and getting involved with it which i think is why it's more this when you're appealing to the working class whether you're Yeah, when you're appealing to the working class, it's tacking on combat sports to your image kind of suits that. And and you see that same social mobility thing today. I mean, how often do you hear people talk about like, oh, the only people who are going to become real fighters are ones who haven't got the options, who are like, you know, coming up, they're like up by their bootstraps. It's a story, isn't it, that everybody tells? Like, oh, what was it? It was Muhammad Ali say it, like, you don't... You don't get up and run if you're sleeping on silk sheets or something like that. Like it, yeah. that narrative is always pushed, isn't it? Where it's like yeah. you have to be from poverty and you have to be poor to really push. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like one of the sort of mythical MMA creatures is poor Conor McGregor, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> while he's working, while he's on benefits, he's murdering guys. Like a card, someone drops out of a card, he's on it the next day, and people, and he nails it every time, and people love it. 
but now with more money in the bank and less motivation, it's a bit hard for him to do it. And also, how many fighters do you see come from a highly educated, um, better off background? I mean, mm. Of the top guys in the welterweight division, uh, Wonderboy Thompson is the only one I can think of. Whereas you talk about like people who have had like abuse issues or sort of uh, recovering addicts. Uh, there are more recovering addicts that, in the UFC that I can think of than people from like a very well-off background. Yeah, mm. oh, for sure. Yeah, but I think it's the same. I think the incentives why kind of politicians and things get involved as well is the same reason why sponsors get in involved. It's the eyes of the people you want to attract to your firm in terms of sponsorship. It's the same with politics, but that instead of they buy a product, they just vote for you. So you can go, right, MMA seems to be the highest growing sport. It's got, if you look at the demographic of MMA, it's men, it's 21 to 35, probably for the most part. Mm, I think probably um, goes a bit older, but yeah. But it, it's a big demographic of voters. So I, I think there's a draw to the big sports. And then especially with the big sporting events, because like when Tyson Fury fights in the UK, when Anthony Joshua fights in the UK, it's a huge cultural event in the country that it's in when conor mcgregor fights it's a big event so then when you if you can position yourself there as a politician to people who vote for you to people who will see you to kind of get you on instagram because that's the way the media is nowadays you're basically i don't want to say buying votes because it's a lot more complex than that but you're, you're trying to basically win votes by public mm. opinion and that's the method in which they choose to do it but I think that's so. It's interesting in in for example, let's say the the Western world, someone like Trump, because it totally um, seems to relate to what you're talking about, Lee. But then on the other side of the world, with like Putin or Kadyrov, it it's not. I don't think maybe it's necessarily to do with votes, because someone like Kadyrov, I, like we we haven't checked this, but probably hasn't been elected, right? Using the traditional democratic democratic system. Um, but and and so for them and putin as well you could argue you know is has he been actually elected or um or whatever for the yeah the length of time he's been in power i, I do have a rough explanation for that again i mean you're, you're talking about appealing to voters of it like trump aligns himself with uh, trump turns up to events and shows support for the events like everyone else does Putin's angle on it is much more is, is very different. Putin does judo. His thing is more about like the same reason they take those fucking pictures of him um, topless on horseback. Yeah, on the horse. Right? Yeah. It's the same reason that they take pictures of him doing judo. It's not about like I'm one of the people. I'm like you guys. You guys right. are sort of your values are aligned with my values. It's I'm fucking strong. Yeah, and I'm in control. I'm a strong leader. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. like it's like really old school signaling, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we have videos of Boris Johnson falling over in the mud playing tug of war, and it becomes like heavily memed and like really funny. Yeah, uh, and there's some really good memes. But but then he's trying to portray himself as this kind of alpha, butch, strong, whatever you want to call it, to kind of again not win votes, but to be that persona, to be to be solidify the brand yeah and it's I the think same it's, like it's the same way you get there just what you want and what you're trying to get out of it's slightly different yeah yeah absolutely and i think and it's just that part of the world perhaps is you know 
is a bit more primal in that sense in that they they look at leaders and they 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 want to see strength in their leaders uh, in a different way to what we in the like western world look at for when we when we look at a leader we don't necessarily i mean we would find it cringy if we saw you know someone like boris johnson like have pictures in the gym hitting the gym like getting butch or you know choking dudes doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu can uh, you probably, imagine can you imagine that <laughs> exactly it just i just can't see like a campaign in the western world where you're trying to like use the macho uh background it would just fall flat on his face uh so i think it's just it's just the way the world works um in that in those parts I think, for example, from my from my own experience, like in Poland, it's already like we're kind of in between, but we're very siding on the on the uh, Western world as well, where even that's kind of diminished now. You don't really that's not what we want, uh, and you can see that I guess in Ukraine as well with like Zelensky not really being the macho person, but in Russia and like like we're talking about with Kadyrov, it's very much yeah, who's the strongest? I, I think it might also be to do with. Um see what the country leans towards in terms of because it's silly but it's sort of the military kind of idea um in that i think part of the, the reason the green party can't like have uh mma fighters as their spokespeople is kind of the same as the, re the reason that the well the reason they can't is because they're very anti-interventionalist right people mm kind of I, I i feel like people associate all violence in kind of the same bucket whereas mm -hmm. we obviously will disagree about that but if you're looking at america they're much more i feel like they're much more inclined to go for a sort of a military interventionist movement whereas here we're really not about that people have people are fed up with wars that we've been having and don't want their politicians aligning themselves with violent aggressive people um which is not the case in russia and uh chechnya and stuff they can get away with aligning themselves with more violent aggressive people because it suits their kind of more militaristic aspect mm -hmm. i think we focus a lot on people as well and i think there's another side of it where it's like states take a choice to do something so fight island with abu dhabi became a promo for visit mm. abu dhabi and I think that there's a bigger way this happens. And like, I think in the last year, sports washing has kind of been coined a new phrase, but where kind of sports are used as a promotional technique for nations to say, come, uh, come visit us or for whatever their intention is, like grow their economy with tourism or whatever else. But it's not just people who are doing it now. There are, there are a lot of kind of countries getting involved in it as well. Yeah, I think I think this is a yeah a good good segue into into Abu Dhabi and UAE, right? It's like that's that's definitely been a big part in in MMA, but also also Jiu Jitsu. It's it's Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is a massive sport in that part of the world, and you also see a lot of uh, the, like big MMA gyms open up there, and fighters traveling to to Dubai and stuff to to train. Uh, so it definitely seems like that part of the world, which is, you know, all that is sort of funded by the sheikhs. Um, they are trying to create this hub of combat sports there. And I, th I think a lot of that's in, especially kind of Middle East, right? it just comes from a passion for the sport. They, they I've, like, a lot of it does seem to be kind of 
genuine passion. They've kind of been ADCC for years just because it was their passion. That that was what mm. I don't know the guy's name, but that was like his love was his he loved jujitsu. Yeah, well, he was big into jujitsu before when he was the Sheikh's son. Obviously, the Sheikh, the, the heir to the Emirate. I don't know how the exact term. Right, he wasn't the sheikh at the time. He was the mm. he was the next in line, which is when he got really into jujitsu and started up Abu Dhabi Combat Club, and then had a personal push for it. That's kind of a bit different because, obviously, as a monarch, you don't really need that same kind of um, you don't need to appeal to voters so much. Um, mm. And I feel like that was much much more of a personal motivation um mm. and obviously J brazilian jiu-jitsu is tied into mma hence the development in that direction what i find interesting actually about um yeah the guy who who started adcc is when there was the the whole thing with um with like sexual assaults uh, and stuff for for jiu-jitsu gym he was actually really um at the forefront of that right like he was really whistleblowing about some of the atrocities that were were being done um, which you would think someone from that country maybe wouldn't have that approach, uh, but it's it, so. So maybe in some ways we're 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 giving them a bad rep. But <laughs> I oh, okay, yeah. I I don't want to get too off topic. I feel like UAE is quite a un. Uh, I feel like the UAE is quite a sort of um, politically misaligned maybe with the West. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, people have a lot of misconceptions about the UAE. Right. Um, obviously, um, obviously, my girlfriend is from there, and yeah. from, like it's not like she's got to cover up. Like people think yeah, that yeah, because yeah. it's a, a a Middle Eastern Arabic country, you've got to cover up, and women can't drive or work or or stuff like that. no. Like bear in mind. Dubai, which everyone thinks of as like liberal, fun place, that's in the U. That's in the UAE. Like yeah, it's yeah. it's it's not it's not oppressive as a country, so at I least not sexually speaking. To function here as the person to bring us back onto target, I think there's a point that people in power, politicians, kind of heads of state, things like that, are attracted to martial arts. We've said the whole point around voters and kind of gaining votes or gaining persona and their brand. Nation states are also attracted to things similar, advertising, um, kind of improve their brand and things like that. Apart from the people, because there's a lot of eyes watching it, and it's kind of the demographic, what attracts them to martial arts? Is it the Dana White comment that, like, everybody loves fighting, it's the most primal thing that we're drawn to? Or is there something else that attracts people, nations, to martial arts to be like, this is what I really want to push my thing? And that thing can be anything. It can be from any country. But what what brings them to martial arts, I think, is what we need to kind of ask. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, they are just people. Surely it's the same thing that brings people to any martial arts. That's my, that's my point. Is it yeah. as simple as... Martial arts are fun, and they like watching fighting. is It's great, and like they're just kind of that's it. Is it is it anything more than that? Just superficial level. Uh, well, I mean, I think to an extent, there's a, there's a whole cultural influence as well. I mean, I'm not really clued up on modern Japanese politics, but obviously, Japan, generally speaking, is a much more how would you call it martial literate country. 
Um, mm. Was it Japan where there was like a fight in Parliament and then there's people like uh, Sianaging each other in their suits and stuff? Um, was that Japan or was that like or was that somewhere else? Um, I, 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 I'm not entirely sure, uh, but I have a feeling it was. And obviously Japan, I mean, it's like a House of Commons fight club, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it'd be a lot worse, wouldn't it? Like you can imagine that the Japanese version is going to be way better, way more skill, and going to be. Way more on it no i mean i think it's partly the thing that draws individuals in um you know interest in it the whole lessons the discipline the 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 fitness aspects of it um but there's also the cultural element as well um in that you know in certain countries there's a big lean towards doing um different sports um you know, we mentioned, uh, you know, Teddy Roosevelt, obviously he was both a boxer and I think a wrestler as well, um, because there's a big boxing or, and there always, and there has been for a long time, a big boxing and wrestling movement in the U S. Um, I think, I, I, I guess what we're talking about more here is not so much what draws people to it, but why people, why politicians choose to portray those different Aspects. Yeah, so my point comes from, like, obviously with Ukraine going on, I've been listening to loads of podcasts around that. And I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about Putin's history and things like that. And they were saying that he really tried to embrace his leadership style in, like, Japanese values in terms of what comes from judo. And it's kind of like he was talking about, like, you find weakness in your opponent and then kind of exploit that weakness with a throw. And then that translates into politics. And that's kind of like a, that's a leadership approach from martial arts kind of fundamentals and that happens in business that happens all over the place is mm. there kind of that element to it is there something else that i've kind of missed hmm. um i realize i've just given a kind of question there that we've probably not even spoke about before the podcast so i've kind of given you a lot of dead air yeah don't don't derail us like this um... <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean i definitely i still think that there will be now that I'm like thinking about it, even though we've kind of diminished that part when it, when we talked about someone like Trump, but there, I think that there will be some signaling, still some of like alpha signaling to some extent with this uh, when someone gets involved. Um, because I guess it is, you know, it is sort of even like someone like this is okay. So maybe not, not so much political, but it's still like an influence type of, uh, of uh, setting. Is like someone like The Rock, who he, he's he's kind of finding, trying to find influence around the world, um, and combat sports is is one way of doing it. And he's like a strong guy, so he's also there's a bit of signalling going there, I think. Well, and I think, he did an announcement at the Super Bowl, didn't he, The Rock? Yeah, and it's like a the biggest American sport, so many millions of eyes watching. Like in terms of growing influence, being the guy who declares the super bowl started mm. it's kind of like a big influence and game. and he doesn't he doesn't do that for uh tennis does he yeah he does yeah. it for a super like let's say manly sport of american football or the gives the belt you know bmf belt in the ufc mm-hmm. so it is it's still kind of i think it's still yeah like you wouldn't find someone like i don't know kim kardashian given that belt uh you know it's still like kind of you know alpha e uh signal signaling by by types of of men 
I think uh, that try and use that platform as a sort of, yeah, as a visible notification to everyone that, yeah, I'm a strong individual. Yeah, yeah, and it's hard to say, really. I think a lot of the time, maybe they just get into it for their own personal reasons when they're young, and then it's a choice of what do you do with that when you hit your career. Um, Mm. You know, obviously, The Rock um, is benefited by portraying it immediately, but aren't there all sorts of celebrities and stuff who don't use it to break out into uh, into their target audience? because it's not their target audience and then you find out suddenly they're like a jujitsu uh they're like a massive jujitsu nerd or something like that that occasionally happens where um you know people always put up articles like so many celebrities you didn't know do jujitsu or stuff like that and you can be surprised sometimes i mean it, it just depends whether it's the people you're trying to reach yeah i mean boris has a purple belt <laughs> i ain't buying on that <laughs> no, but I, I think that that is a good point in the terms of like people who are just passionate about MMA, and I think oh, passionate about martial arts and sport, and then that just kind of naturally carries over into their life. I think there's then people who use that as an opportunistic opportunity to grow, the same way marketing works, like to grow a brand or to increase sales or to win voters and things like that. And I think that's just opportunistically using something that you're interested in. To grow and then i think mm. there's the complete tactile thought like people who choose this is what we're going after this is the area we need to grow i don't know our reach or our opinions of us and then people that target things like martial arts to use it to best themselves i, I think there's kind of those buckets i agree um and, and you are i've just thought of one a really interesting one who kind of does both um russell brand is like the one really left-wing guy who is not a politician but is very politically motivated and his content yeah. is all around politics yeah. politics and sort of spirituality kind of the way that it interlinks isn't he like the the one really left-wing guy who's really into jiu-jitsu and talks about it relatively regularly um but you know what i think it's partly to do with the fact that he kind of has a similar angle to us in some ways in the fact that he's like um he's always talking about like the the, the tribal aspect and the sort of um uh, and the community aspect he talks about it building communities it's kind mm. of the one way and the one person who's successfully done it to reach a very left-leaning audience using martial arts but I also think that kind of links to the jiu-jitsu side of it because that that's him as a jiu-jitsu fan. That's not him, I don't know, elbowing the fuck out of somebody in the third round and kind of... Hmm. I think jiu-jitsu has a slightly nuanced view in terms of it's martial arts, but it's not boxing it's not muay thai it's not mma they're, they're i think like- i think it's it's also kind of, yeah exactly it's not the other sports and it's not definitely not mma you wouldn't find the same kinds of people i don't know tom hardy is also in in like very much into uh jiu-jitsu and he's also i would say like pretty left-leaning uh and but but it's like uh i think with jiu-jitsu it's also like it's the gentle art right so it, it has that sort of thing where it's it's not it's it's still you know 
easy. It's still the sales in, like, pitch is still the little guy beating the big guy, isn't it? It's, yeah, that's still Whereas, the story that's told. It's the, it's MMA. It's like it's blood. It's exactly all this yeah. stuff. So maybe it appeals to then then it starts appealing to to the different crowd and. But I think a lot of these people, like the ones you've just mentioned there, are like us. They they hang out mm. with their friends in the pub and. Do you know how many times I've been sat in the pub and end up talking about jiu-jitsu or MMA because it's just what I'm interested in and I've yeah. not got that many hobbies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, how how long do you think it'll be before we see a uh, purple belt Labour MP or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> Labour PM. There probably is. Like it's... Yeah, there probably is actually, yes. Um, I want to see a prime minister really leading into the uh, really leaning into the fact that he boxed as a kid or something like that, or still yeah. does jiu-jitsu. Yeah, like, it could be, it could be interesting. between doing it in your private life to keep fit and healthy versus using that at the forefront of like a campaign. Yeah. That's mm. different. Yeah, but um, obviously the way Russell Brand's done it could be done by a green candidate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It could yeah. be done. It, it, it's like the one successful way. So it is interesting. And I also, I, I still would be interested to see if someone could use the social mobility aspect to lean into it because God, it, it's a great way that people, for, I don't think it works so much in this country because we've not got that same culture of like large areas of ultra poor that you do in the US. Um, but I would be interested to see someone using it as like this way that people come up to the top instead of just, I don't know, this kind of grinding mentality where you become a millionaire. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what I mean. It's, it, it'd be interesting to kind of, it, it'd be interesting to speak to kind of these world leaders who, unlike these countries who choose to go after or after martial arts and kind of, it'd be interesting to ask them and be like, is this purely just like a, a strategy decision or like it, it, you never know the answer and we're speculating. Yeah. Like the, the purest in me thinks I'd, I'd like them to just be a fan, but then the kind of the realist in me is like, I think there's a lot of just targeting martial yeah. arts just for the brand and to, to kind of help grow your narrative as to whatever that is. Yeah. All right. First thing after this call, I'm going to reach out to Vladimir Putin and see if he really is into judo and he wants to chat to us on here. <laughs> well, no, because you were saying about the Middle East before. You've kind of looked, you've got the World Cup going there. The, mm. the kind of F1's grown there massively. You've kind of got like MMA Fight Island and things like that. And is it is it just sports a really good method to kind of grow people's knowledge of you worldwide? Is that is that just a good strategic decision to grow people's knowledge of you? Yeah, it could be interesting. Um, and I always wonder how, wonder with like Thailand, for example, how they've uh, exported Muay Thai a lot more. Um, it's inter- everyone knows about Muay Thai, right? Like it is a very exported sport. And it dry, I, you know, to an extent, I think it's quite a good bit of industry for them. I think tourism yeah. via Muay Thai is actually quite effective. So. I think yeah. it depends. There's so many things it depends on. It's like partly the kind of attitude and culture of your country, which I think is more what we're talking about, about the uh, the East-West divide in it. Um, but also, yeah, I'd never really considered until just now the kind of economic impact of it and the fact yeah, that... Yeah, because that's, I mean, that's also politics, right? It also That's also a political strategy to some extent. It, c- it could be seen as that. So 
although it maybe doesn't tie into individual politicians and then using you know like whitewashing or, or something like Kadyrov or some or, or someone like that but yeah absolutely i think so like somewhere like thailand or, or like abu dhabi who are using tourism to to try and uh well you know using events such as abu dhabi jiu jitsu pro or, or something uh or, or yeah like you say camps in 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 uh in thailand as a way to attract tourists but it's why countries fight so hard to get things like the olympics and to get things like world cups and things like that because in terms of tourism and kind of increasing your gdp it's kind of a really good easy way to do it we hope you enjoyed that episode if you did please consider subscribing to the podcast and checking us out on youtube facebook and instagram under the name combat thoughts we'll see you next time